Good morning. It's Tuesday, the 31st of October, and this is Govind Raj Ethiraj in transit from Mumbai, India's financial capital. Our top stories and themes for the day: the markets adapt to Israel's invasion of Gaza and bet on a limited impact. Oil is below $88 a barrel, and stocks are up. Foreign portfolio investor Chris Wood of Jeffrey says Indian markets could take a 25% knock if the Modi government does not return in the next elections. Air freight capacity in and out of India grows to accommodate high-value cargo. As wealth grows, so must the desire to protect it. Indians are buying locks worth twenty-two thousand rupees each, and tech giants are making a comeback, shaking off post-pandemic blues. This is a core report with Govindraj Atiraj. And the markets are up again. Markets were clearly waiting for the certainty of an invasion by Israel into Gaza, as opposed to the uncertainty of not knowing what shape or form it would take or how wide it would be. At least at this point, stocks rose around the world. Oil fell three percent, while Treasuries retreated as Israel's ground incursion into Gaza appeared less extensive than some investors had feared, according to Bloomberg. Israel moved forces into Gaza over the weekend, but the operation isn't as large as feared. That's yet, and that's helping to reduce slightly geopolitical anxiety. Tom Esai, a former Merrill Lynch trader who founded the Sevens Report newsletter, told Bloomberg, "Facebook parent Meta platforms led the gains in the mega cap space, though Tesla fell three percent. Ten-year U.S. yields rose six basis points to four point nine percent. The dollar fell against all of its developed markets peers." The yen climbed after a Nikkei report that the Bank of Japan would consider letting ten-year yields exceed one percent, according to Bloomberg. But to sum up, Israel's heightened push into the Gaza Strip has not and may not attract significant military retaliation from Iran or its proxies, which in turn has reduced worries that crude supplies may be interrupted in the region. Back home, the BAC Sensex took all of this in and surged three hundred and thirty points to close at sixty-four thousand one one three. And the Nifty Fifty closed up ninety-four points at nineteen thousand one forty-one. Meanwhile, in a somewhat unusual warning, the oft-quoted Christopher Wood, global head of equity strategies at Jefferies, said Indian stock markets could see a twenty-five percent correction in twenty twenty-four. If the Narendra Modi-led Bharatiya Janata Party (BJP) does not return to power in a working majority after the general elections scheduled for 2024, this he said is the biggest risk for the Indian stock markets as things stand. As a strategy, he suggests investors should stay put for now and buy the dips. Wood was speaking at the Business Standard BFSI Summit 2023 on Monday. Wood did say that India is the best domestic equity story amongst emerging markets. Which has been accentuated by the problems in China, and he would not take a leveraged trade on India before the general elections. However, global investors have barely invested in Indian equities. He said, even emerging market investors, according to him, are moderately overweight on India. Investors should be structurally invested here, as tactically the markets have done well. Mid caps obviously are expensive, and India will be vulnerable to a Wall Street correlated correction caused by higher bond yields. He said. He also pointed out, interestingly, that the market regulator should make it easier for foreign investors to invest in India, 
most emerging markets are easier to invest for foreign investors than India, he said at that Business Standard Summit. Of course, markets like continuity, including political continuity in a country like India, where too many policy reforms are still dependent on governments and their being there. On the other hand, a 25% knock does seem a little or sound a little excessive, almost like the markets are riding majorly on political factors and less on sound fundamentals of companies, businesses and the economy. Perhaps there was a context in which he said this, but I did not get it. On the other hand, at the same PFSI summit of the business standard, the chief investment officer of Axis Mutual Fund, Ashish Gupta, said there was no direct correlation currently between market performance and general elections. According to him, post-elections, India should not worry about the market, but worry about the long-term outlook. He said that there were high expectations, increased global uncertainty in geopolitics, and we need to be mindful of this rather than the upcoming elections. Another chief investment officer of Nippon India Mutual Fund also told the business standard that elections or no elections, the challenge today was near-term expectations of whether it is earnings or returns. People are investing in equity funds with high return expectations, and that's a challenge, he said. Freighters out of India India exported around $448 billion of goods last year. Some of the most highest value-added goods went out by air, both in the belly of aircraft, of passenger aircraft that is, and on dedicated freighter aircraft. Products like specialty chemicals or drugs in which India has a strong market share have been riding in freighters and depending on the product inside the belly of passenger aircraft. Or vaccines, which everyone now knows about, as Tushar Jani of SCA Group and co-founder of Blue Dart, now sold to DHL, told me in my conversation with him in the Core Report Weekend Edition. He also said how Air India was now able to take cargo from New York to Dubai via Delhi in reasonable times and obviously very attractive costs against a consignment going directly from New York to Dubai. It will change. You will see a lot of capacity coming in north, vis-a-vis UP, Rajasthan, Haryana. You will see that change will because please understand, all over the world, the industry has gone where ports are. If you look at all European ports, beat Liverpool, beat Hamburg, beat Rotterdam, beat Antwerp. So wherever the upliftment capacity will come, the industry will come around there. And I believe Noida as well as IG Airport, both is a great future. We are seeing it already. Air India already started bringing transshipment cargo, picking up from New York, bringing to Mumbai and taking to Dubai. From Dubai, cargo comes to Mumbai, go to Sydney, right? This has never happened. So how does that work? Why would cargo come to Delhi, which is all the because way east and then go back to west? Hmm. Because Air India doesn't go to New York to Dubai directly. So they bring it to Delhi and transshipment into their flight going to Dubai. And you're saying that's cheaper for someone than to put it in an Emirates? Or... Absolutely. Okay. Air India is going to be a different entity. What are the rates like, if I can I ask I don't you? know exactly, yeah. rate, but okay. they're very, very competitive. Yeah. Competitive enough for you to... for and that. they're making the product better day and day. That's important. The new aircraft, 777, very nice. They're new. I mean, as opposed to everything else no, which I was No, I mean, old. they've yeah. taken the old ones yeah, yeah. on lease, but they're new compared to what they have. No, but on the cargo front, you're saying that the product that they're offering, for example, uh, New York to Dubai, which I'm sure will take longer, but is much more no, price competitive. much time. It comes to New York to Delhi and connecting flight straight into Dubai. So the time difference is only maybe one hour. 
and customs does not hold it in there india there are said procedures on the transshipment set up by custom we still need to be make it little more automated or more e friendly which i'm sure we are working with the government authority we should you should visit our delhi terminal to see how that is changing health is becoming bigger business health is and will always continue to be big business in india among other reasons for shifts in lifestyle and disease patterns and of course increasing affordability for better care the problem of course has always been the relatively fragmented nature of the healthcare delivery sector including hospitals which of course has been changing quite rapidly in recent years private equity firm blackstone said on monday it's acquiring a majority or 72% stake in hyderabad based care hospitals from evercare a platform of tpg rise funds for about 700 million dollars or about 5800 crore rupees this will mark blackstone's entry into india's healthcare services sector care hospitals and tpg will in turn acquire another 80% stake in a kerala chain called kims health for around 400 million a source told business standard newspaper so blackstone will put in 300 million and tpg another 100 million as part of this arrangement making blackstone's total commitment to these buys about 1 billion dollars the combined platform will have more than 4000 beds locking in at 22000 rupees we've heard of premiumization in products but we may have missed this one somewhat though it should not be surprising that with all this wealth creation around people are investing and ought to be investing in pricier and even cooler locks to secure their wealth and of course for their peace of mind Shah Motwani, business head of Godrej Locks and Architectural Fittings and Systems, told the Economic Times that they were seeing rapid revenue growth through premiumization, and that was true for both their mechanical and digital locks. Premium lock sales grew almost 14 to 16 percent, and even 18 percent. He told the Economic Times. And here's the clincher: a good premium rim lock, as it's called, costs up to about 10,500 rupees per piece. Digital locks. start at around 11000 rupees and go up to 22000 rupees of course you might tell me that i was not exactly following what locks were presently priced at or how their prices were increasing but 22000 rupees for a lock does seem on the higher side but then i guess it's worth it tech giants are making a comeback the tech giants are shaking off the post pandemic blues microsoft amazon meta and alphabet parent of google All last week delivered quarterly reports showing strong growth and improving margins in areas from digital advertising to e-commerce to cloud computing the Wall Street Journal reported. They are also starting to see some initial payoff from big investments in AI while trying to assure Wall Street that more wins were ahead. Average revenue for these four companies last quarter rose by about 13% from a year earlier, the fastest since the final quarter of 2021, said the Wall Street Journal. The technology industry is looking strong once again after things looked shaky for the best part of 2 years which saw it slashing staff and cutting costs including in India thanks now to some excessive growth bets taken during the pandemic. The early earnings results show that the post pandemic hangover may have run its course said the Wall Street Journal. Pollution crackdowns in Mumbai. 
Mumbai Civic Body, the BMC, issued a stop work notice to a unit of listed real estate company Prestige Group in northeast Mumbai for apparently failing to comply with guidelines to curb air pollution in the city. The builder said it is working expeditiously to ensure that the norms are followed according to money control. The BMC, Mumbai Civic Body, had issued anti-pollution guidelines earlier in October after the air quality worsened over the past few months. There are 6,000 construction sites in Mumbai and many of these are also publicly owned. For example, the always delayed metro work which has ripped up half the city or the coastal road project which has torn apart what was left, among others. Catching hold of a well-known company like Prestige is good signalling, assuming, of course, the others are being cracked down upon too. Somehow, I'm not getting that sense or the rest are really very good in compliance. But if they are, then I'm not seeing the signs of it. That's it from me for today. Have a great day ahead. This was the core report with me, Govindraj Ethiraj. Do stay connected with more of our coverage at the core. You can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter at www.thecore.in. That is www.thecore.in or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook as well. Now, we would love your feedback on how we can make business more interesting and relevant to you, including our reporting on India's vibrant manufacturing sector. Write to us at feedback at the Thank you for listening.